Welcome to Tripping Over the Barrel, a series that highlights the unique personalities within the oil and gas industry and the stories they have to share with your hosts and lead storytellers, Tilo and Dr. Funkenstein. Yeah, because I'm looking at Tim over there, we we do this over a website, but we view each other on FaceTime to try to get some cues. And Tim, of course, like the good Aggie that he is, is rocking his Texas A&M professional golf shirt today. Looking good, Tim. Yeah, very good. You know, I wish you guys could kind of go through what happens right before these uh, these things get started, because right before this, uh, Jeremy had swallowed some sort of frog and took us a good uh, two or three minutes to get this thing cleared up. So hopefully that thing doesn't come back at us here in a sec. Hey, man, no thunderstorms today. No. Man, it's bright no. sunny out here. We're not going to be interrupted by a loud claps of thunder like last week. Right? No, it's beautiful here as well. Um, yeah, getting excited for the long weekend we have coming up here, I think. This has been one of the busier stretches of work I've had because it just hasn't been broken up at all. Been in the office every single day, on calls, which is why I have a frog in my throat, um, tr- trying to get business deals done in a tough environment um, and you know, having fun with it, but definitely miss sort of the variety of, of what I normally get to do with travel and whatnot. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, be long weekend, you're still at your house. It's kind of like you haven't left where you're working for the last week or so, man. I mean, what? No, no. What are you going to do? Yeah, you and I have responsibilities combined with six kids. Yeah, well, anyway. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) let's leave the kids out of it. You know, uh, know, last week we we talked about uh, trade shows and if they're dead and all. And, you know, one of the things is we think talked about this topic that kind of caught me interesting was, you know, at trade shows, we're on the floor, we're talking to people, and it's real easy for competitors to sneak into the back of a presentation or do something like that. You know, I, hell I've known I've, I've gone and done it. You know, oh, I, man. it's a weird thing. And it's kind of funny. You get irritated, but then you're out doing it. So, you know, what, what do you, what do you do in that situation, Jeremy? I mean, I think back to, to the first NAPE that I went to, we talked about a little bit that the other day and the market was hot, man. I, I think that oil at that time was like, no joke. It was over $130 a barrel and uh, ERP software, accounting software was hot. So I was at Bolo at the time, which is now owned by P2, but P2 uh, had Excalibur and some other products that they were showing on the accounting side. And my boss is like, hey, they do a demo every hour or two. Uh, you should go over there and, and take a look, right? So I'm like, okay, I gotta gotta hide my badge, right? Make sure nobody sees that I'm in the competition. And I walk over and it's not P2 people. It's like, there's a couple of booth babes. They're like, hey, you need to put your card in to, to be here. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't want them to see my card. Like, <laughs> this is what we're, we're looking. So anyways, I put my card in. They're like, okay, and now the raffle winner. I'm like, oh, there's there's a raffle. Anyways, I won a gift card for 200 bucks. No. And they're like, and it's Jeremy with Bolo. And I'm like, give, give me that. Come on, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> so they gave it to the enemy. How about that? You know, I, I remember when I was at Slumberjay, we'd had that big giant booth of, you know, 80 by 80 feet at the big conference. And, you know, we'd have a couple guys just scanning badges and all they would do is just kind of walk over to the competitor, intercept them. Hey, let's go chat over here. And just kind of walk them away from the presentation. You know, it's kind of funny. They had guys designated. This is your job. Intercept the the competitor and lead them away. 
Totally. Well, we'll we'll dive back into that a little more um, after we get into sort of a, a personal tale with Tim and myself. So Tim was my boss uh, from 2010 to 2013, I don't know, about two and a half years. Loved working together. Uh, I really just left because, it, I mean, of course, everyone has millions of reasons for leaving, but this was not a situation where I left because I didn't get along with my boss, right? And uh, at the end of my time, because Tim and I were such good friends, and it was a very familial atmosphere at, at Navigator at that time, it was it was challenging. Like that was the hardest part. It's like breaking up with a with a girlfriend. It's like I I, I love you, but like th- this girl, like she does things different for me. I don't know what to say. It's, <laughs> and uh, anyways, so. Tim was like obviously not happy because I, you know, I went to a competitor, right? Which was sort of the uh, ethos for this whole uh, podcast today. Yeah, so we were, yeah, I, I at the time I wasn't quite sure if they were a competitor or not, so I had to go out and research a little bit, and I was like, damn it, they are going to compete with us, and you know, and of course at the time I was dismissing, ah, it's an upstart, it's going to take them forever to compete, ah, maybe it's not a big deal, but you know, I was still pissed because clearly Jeremy. <laughs> He knew how to compete against the product we were selling. I mean, God, I I remember back to this, right? So say I took that job March 10th, right? A week before that, March 3rd, you gave me a call and said, hey, there's this new competitor out there, Seven Lakes. And I'm driving when you said this and my heart just like went into my stomach. I'm like, oh God, I already had the offer, right? It was just like dotting the I's, crossing the T's. And I'm like, what was that? I'm sorry. And you're like, yeah, it's seven lakes, but you have to spell it out. It's the S-E. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I was just out there two days ago meeting with those, right? Um, but of course, right, you know, Tim lives in Houston. I live in Denver. So we're able to successfully avoid each other and not have any like dramatic interactions, right, or, or have to make anything awkward. But we went to the same conference in late 2013 in California in a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Somewhat tight quarters environment. Yeah, we're in, we're all there's like what fifteen companies in one conference room, each with a six foot table. You know, so we were not socially distanced in that room, just having <laughs> meetings with with these potential clients. And you know, a client would walk from my desk right over to the Seven Lakes <laughs> desk. Right? It was just, oh man, it was a very tight quarters. No, it was, it was funny, but of course, Tim and I got to chat, got to chat, and and. Uh, it was great. You know, we ended up having drinks late at the bar, sort of realizing, you know, the, the ice can be cut fairly easily with these things. It's, it's, you know, well, I mean, we, I, heck, if I remember right, I went over to your table and got to uh, meet with uh, your boss and chat with him and, you know, wound up being a good time. And, you know, I, it didn't seem to be too big a deal. I don't think. Right. All, all lawsuits were dropped. I'm yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, no lawsuits. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you think like, at least for me early on in my career, Tim, I mean, my parents had the same job forever. My dad was a, a psychology professor in New Hampshire for 41 years, uh, retired a few years ago. And my mom was an elementary school art teacher from the time I was like five until a couple of years ago. So she, you know, 30 years or something. So it, 
I just sort of assume like growing up and, and being from a small town, um, that's, you just sort of had like one job for your entire life and career. And then, you know, it was like crazy. My first job seeing people get like laid off or, you know, it's like, wow, like getting laid off was like for losers. I thought like what <laughs> like dead, dead beats. <laughs> yeah. I got but, laid off three times. Well, I, I've got a similar background, you know, it's like, uh, you know, my, uh, my dad's obviously in the military. I mentioned that in the intro, but he, you know, that's a nice pseudo safe job and no one leaves it. And so, you know, whenever I would announce to my family, Oh, I'm going to switch careers and go to a different company. My, you know, my parents, of course, they all, it's like a panic. Why? What's going on? They know that's just the way it is now. You don't, you don't stick around. And, you know, of course this is a small industry, a lot smaller than people think it would be. You're going to wind up working with the same guys from the company you left, you know, five years ago, you're going to be working with them again, or they're going to be helping you with a client or you're, you know, it, it happens all the time now. It's a small industry. Yeah. It, it, and it seems to get smaller every single day, maybe because that, you know, the market's been, been a challenge, right? So it, it brings us all a little bit tighter. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny because when I started out, I, I was with a small company and we got bought by Slumberjay. And so I got ooh. fully, blue eyes or I don't know. I got, I fully got fully indoctrinated into the blue way of thinking and everything Halliburton was evil to me. And I, anything red, that was bad. And, you know, I just gotten all soaked into this, but you know, I was 25 years old, so I was still pretty impressionable at this time. And so I just couldn't handle it. So when I finally left, I actually left Slumberjay to go work for Spotfire. And uh, in the early days before anybody had ever heard of it and, you know, I'm sitting there and one of the first things the VP says, Hey, we got this opportunity to go partner with Halliburton. Once you want, we need you to go in there, man. <laughs> oh, I was worked up. How, oh, these, that's the evil empire. How can we go over there? And, you know, I remember we go in and we're meeting with the guy and we, we wind up sitting in their, their little cafeteria and I'm listening to all the people in the room. And I, I think I'm a spy. I don't know. I, I'm, I have, <laughs> I, you know, it's weird. I have no allegiance to, to Slumberjay at all. I think I'm a spy somehow. And, I'm listening to him and it might as well have been sitting at the cantina at the Slumberjay office where I worked because it, they're complaining about the same crap that we complained totally. about. And you know, this guy and that guy and the, this client doesn't know what they're talking about. Anyway, it was pretty funny. And it took me, it's still taking me a long, it took a long time to kind of get over that. And as I got a little bit older and I start seeing my good colleague friend at Slumberjay now works at Halliburton. He left Halliburton, went over to IHS and that, so it's like, oh, okay. It, again, it's a, it's a small world. You kind of get over that and, and just really stop thinking about people as kind of an enemy client or enemy, uh, you know, competitor. Which, you know, it, it sort of mirrors the sports world a little bit, right? I mean, you, you look at also sort of the old time guys. I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan, right? And you think of, you know, a player like Mickey Mantle, right? Who was on the same team for his whole career. Like Derek Jeter was like, yeah, Roger Staubach. Somebody like Derek Jeter. Tom that, Brady. That oh, never done. mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if this is a sports podcast or whatever, but I mean, it's you, you can tell, right? I think the fans are sometimes more emotional. And once you become a part of it yourself in the business world, I think a lot of that emotion, at least for me, is, has gone to the wayside. Like you and I will probably compete and we'll probably partner. And I think we're both aware of that going yeah. forward. I heard a great a great term that a good friend of mine, Terry Moscapetta, said once. He said he he always referred to Timo coopetition. Oh you know, yeah. He, he always talked about coopetition. I never quite bought into it. You know, it's like, hey, this guy's a competitor. He can still screw up our deal, but you know, okay. So how do we do that? And of course, I don't know how we do that. Of course, 
you know, let me ask you this, Jeremy, have you ever given a demo to a competitor and didn't know it? I'm not sure. I mean, probably like you mentioned the trade show example before, but as far as there was one time where I remember showing what was kind of more of a concept and it just seemed like there were people joining and, and kind of pauses and noises. A lot of notes being taken suddenly. Yeah. I'm wondering how many screenshots have been snagged here. Right. Uh, And and so, you know, and certainly those types of opportunities don't, don't turn into business deals, but um, you you hope that that doesn't happen too much. What have you? Well, well, (laughs) yeah. So here, here we are. I'm with energy navigator at the time and, and I'm showing our AFE product. And, you know, I thought a natural place to go hook up to is one of these e-invoicing companies. You know, it'd be a nice place. They're exchanging invoices. Well, AFE should be exchanged that way. That's a good idea. And uh, they, they approached me and I thought, hey, this is a good partnership opportunity. Not ever asking the question, are you guys going to get into the AFE market? Anyway, <laughs> whoops. We, anyway, so we say, hey, let's just do exchange demos. Let's find out what you do, how we, how we do it. Is there a natural tie-in? So I said, okay. And this is the clue. You go first. All right. So <laughs> off I go when I do a demonstration of our AFE tracking tool, AFE Navigator. We do the whole thing and we do 15 minutes. They ask a bunch of great technical questions. How did you accomplish this? How do you do that? And I thought, oh, well, they're really interested. And uh, get to the end. And I said, okay, guys, uh, let's talk about your stuff. And they said, and I quote, well, Tim, we're we're in the process of developing an AFE competitor to you. And uh we don't feel comfortable giving you a demo of that product. And I, oh, <laughs> man. I, Did you sign an NDA at least? No, man. It was it was one of the silliest things. It was a lesson learned. You got to ask a few yeah. questions, you know, but um, up front. But, you know, of course, I took heart in the fact that they were two years behind us. And in the end, it never came. The product never came out. But, man, it was tough. It was, just, it was, a, it was a great lesson learned. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just enabled the it just enabled the enemy and didn't realize it. I mean, that fundamentally, that's sort of how software is, though. If you sort of trace back the roots of when everything took off, right, with with Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, I mean, there's a lot of pirating, and certainly, I mean, nobody owns the IP on all these ideas. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, and and now it, it's like you can go to the internet, and now you where you had a two or three year advantage back in the day in the nineties. Uh, before anyone could duplicate it. Now it's like, okay, you go out to the website. Oh, look what they're using. Okay. And you flip in and you can pretty much duplicate stuff. Anyway, you kind of have to get over the fact that, you know, once you put something out publicly, your competitors know, you know, they're going to know it's not going to take long. You just kind of have to get over that. And, you know, it took me a while, but you know, I think I'm there now. It's like, Oh, okay. I I don't care sharing what we're doing because I, you're either going to do it or not, or we're going to do it better, or you're going to do it better. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Right. And and you're going to have your contacts that prefer to do business with you, and so am I. And, yeah. And, you know, you know that, and pretty soon, uh, the guy you train, the Jeremy Funk you just got done training in your stuff is going to leave and show up at a competitor and know how to do stuff. And you just, it's a small industry. It's going to cycle back. And who knows? You might be on a podcast with the guy later. <laughs> Probably ours. Um, <laughs> So we're looking at some of the notes here. We're, we're going to have some fun guests coming up on the next few podcasts. I think uh, some, some fairly well-known names in the industry. That should be fun. Uh, so need to lock a few of these in and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you guys.